The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you what, who deserves a shot in the United States Heavyweight I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned the title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, he's 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? This guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious Hypnosis. Let's get some psychosis, psychosis. Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to the Rawcast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co host, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese. What's going on, Mo? Hey, what's going on, listeners? Um, just to let y'all know, uh, the WrestleCast brand is strong. Um, we now have no plans for going Hollywood anytime soon. So you won't get breakups. No, no, me hanging out with, you know, people on social, hanging out in different countries, you know, tweeting three o'clock in the morning or something like that. You know, you won't get none of that from me. I'm still be your wholesome, chill, um, co-host, you know, that just, you know, kind of goes off the rails sometimes. Two stands for, you know, like Semi and Miss and everybody else. That's about it. But, you know, welcome to another episode. <laughs> well, Mo, thank you for meeting your obligations. As always, man, I appreciate you coming through, rocking with me often, doing what you do every Monday night, breaking down. Monday Night Raw with me on the next day, so we can get get right into this joint, cause man, right off the top, we gonna have to talk about it. Titus O'Neil comes out for a promo. <laughs> Titus O'Neil starting out Monday Night Raw. Okay, it's in Tampa. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Hometown ambassador, you know, coming through. So, you know, he's a. Uh, getting us started and uh, what he does is he talks about how many charitable things WWE gets to do and he loves to talk about it as he is the new global ambassador whatever that means I think that was one of Triple H's old titles then, no I guess he was he was doing that for a minute like he goes and does the charitable work and he does you know you know he goes through the appearances like they they do the um you know, it's like the special events and stuff. He's there representing WWE. Okay, okay, that's what's up. I mean, you know, hey, get that corporate money, dog. It's like you know they have they have certain ones who they send for those promotional for those promotional tours. Right. Like sometimes Miz will be if it's something going on across on the like you know, over in Europe, Miz will go over there. He'll go over there. And he'll be you know promoting the brand. That's how you go over there. Kind of like when they was they announced the the, um, the show in the UK, Drew McIntyre was over there promoting mm-hmm. things like that. Well, Titus says that's why you'll never hear us talk about politics, religion, or anything else controversial. This is a place that should be a safe haven for everyone. So, with that in mind, 
welcome to Monday Night Raw. So Vince McMahon understood that he couldn't trot his happy ass back out there again. So he had Titus O'Neil come out here. He had Titus. He said, "Let's send the Negro out <laughs> in his hometown. Let's send the Negro out. <laughs> He's black. <laughs> he can get people. He can get people to the, the, the chair for him." This was a. I'm so disappointed. I am so disappointed that they used Titus O'Neil as a front man for damage control. Right. Well, you got to think about it. Who else did they have? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, his character is impeccable. So you you are right about that. But at some point, man, you just got to be like, Vince, I can't be a human shield for you this time, bro. I mean, look how you treated me when I just touched you. And, and you didn't know it was coming. And now you want me to go out here and 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 hold up this mockery? Nah, bro. I'm sorry. Cause this is this is disappointing, man. And 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 it's so clear what it was, you know. Right. I think that's another thing about it. That's kind of just so that that irks and it's just so icky about it is you know what I'm saying it's like you know what I'm saying it's not veiled it's out there in the open straight up damage control well after that fiasco we recap Becky Lynch costing Bianca Belair a match against Carmella last week now Becky comes out for the theme of, of the night which is a promo She's talking about the little engine that could. There are many people who try with everything they can, but she isn't a little blue train. The big time Bex Express is rolling in the SummerSlam because she is getting the title shot against the winner of tonight's title match. Bianca Belair comes out to say that this isn't the Becky Lynch WrestleMania comeback story because it's the Bianca Belair SummerSlam comeback story. Yes, folks, SummerSlam is in two weeks, if you didn't know or you forgot. She's beating Carmella tonight and kicking Becky's caboose at SummerSlam. Carmella comes out to say she's winning the title tonight, but Binky cuts her off in a hurry. Oh, they decide that they're going to jump Binky, and Becky lays Bianca out with a manhandle slam as we go to the commercial break. So we come so, back. Oh, yes, sir. So, before we get to the match, quick fashion cast moment. Oh, oh my goodness, girl. <laughs> that's, that's just, just to say, God is, you know, as, as Montez Ford tweets every morning, God is good. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes. Yes, we do. Uh, the EST I, 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 with, the, <laughs> with the Sasha Banks homage, she has ditched the lawn boys. And gone with the shout shouts and my oh my. Mm-hmm. Yes, the EST. So, Raw Women's Title Match Binky Belair versus Carmella. Carmella throws Binky into the, con- the timekeeper's area for an eight count. 
Binky makes your comeback by hitting a handspring moonsault for a two count. Belair counters a crossbody into a suplex. She follows that into the KOD. And she gets the pin and retains the title over Carmella. So, was there, was there any doubt? This was, uh, um, hey, this was a, uh, um, what you call it? Uh, um, a stipulation where the, the title could change via disqualification or countdown. Right. Um, you know, this was gonna be what's gonna happen, just 50 50 booking, man. Of course. 50-50 billion. Which is the reason why nothing feels good or new or fresh or exciting in this company. It doesn't. It was just like, so like what are y'all doing? Me, you, Simi, Jade, and Miss Didi with Anwar as the uh as the like creative control we could book Monday Night Raw and have that shit popping and they'd be like oh why is it why is it so good because we're not trying to beat everybody into the ground and do the same match every week, every week, every week. It's okay to have some young, unknown people come up here and get beat up. People gonna still right. watch it. You don't think people go not gonna want to see Bianca Belair take some little hundred and five pound up and coming NXT trainee and toss her around for two and a half minutes, three minutes, hit her with the KOD twirl her uh, ponytail and do her dance. At this point, you got us there, dog. We there every week at 8 o'clock, no matter how terrible this shit is. Right. (laughs) So you might as well, you know, take advantage of it and at least try to change it up a little bit. Uh, the big news coming out of SmackDown was that Jeff Jarrett, that's right, Nashville, Tennessee's own Jeff Jarrett, J E double F, J A double R E double T, is going to be the guest referee for the Usos versus the Street Profits tag team title match at SummerSlam in two weeks. What do you think? <sighs> Didn't see. I, I mean, I didn't see it coming, but I see why it happened. Mm-hmm. Mm. But we will have more on Jeff Jarrett a little bit later. <laughs> the Street Profits—they're happy with the title match because they can get the titles back. MVP and Amos come in to mock them with Angelo Dawkins versus Amos being set up for later. Kevin Owens is out, returning. After a little bit of a hiatus, I guess, for injury to, uh, you know, I guess, clear the cobwebs. Maybe he was dealing with concussion injuries. Uh, He's here for an edition of the KO Show. Owens gets straight to the point and brings out Riddle as his guest. 
Riddle was promised a Mountain Dew Baja Blast to be here, but Owens doesn't know what that is about. Owens talks about how he took some time off from WWE because he was going crazy over trying to figure out the difference between Ezekiel and Elias. He's been on a nature retreat to calm things down, and he sees how calm Riddle is every week. Maybe Riddle has something helping him be that way, but he wishes Ezekiel and Elias the best in everything. Owens is like, that's not true. I wish them nothing but the worst. Anyway, Owens knows that RK Bro was great, but since Randy is gone, he's like, uh, <laughs> Bro KO could be even better. Riddle doesn't buy it because Owens is a liar, but Owens says Orton is too. Those are fighting words which are interrupted by Seth Rollins' music. Rollins sneaks in from behind, beats down Riddle, and he hits him with a couple of stomps. Sets with the shearling on. Yep. Out there in Tampa. No, it was 94 degrees out there uh, Monday night at 8 o'clock. It was hot. <laughs> what Pipsy say, dog? TV ain't got no temperature. Right. <laughs> um, after the break, Rollins is very happy with what he did, but Ezekiel comes in to say that was too much. And they have a match that is implied. Next up is Judgment Day. The promise that Dominic Mysterio is joining tonight because they get what they want. That leads us to Ray Mysterio versus Damian Priest. The 619 connects, only to have Priest counter the springboard seated Tenton into a razor's edge for the win. Uh, that was pretty nasty. Yeah, I'm yes, broke Ray Mysterio in half. By God, they broke him in half. Uh, after the match, Judgment Day grabs some chairs to go after Ray, with Dominic being offered a chance to join or to save his dad. Dominic will join, but he gets he won't join, excuse me, and gets beaten down instead. Mm-hmm. Can't be out here trying to turn on your pappy, man. Say again. I said he can't be out here trying to turn on his pappy. That's just not right. Even if it is a step pappy. Right. I was like, if he's gonna do it, you know, he probably gave him a chance to hit him over the um, with the charito. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Seth Rollins versus versus Ezekiel is up next. We got Ezekiel springboarding into a jumping knee to the face for a two count. Ezekiel goes up top again, but gets caught in the superplex into the Falcon Arrow for another two count. That's when Rollins kicks him uh, in the knee, drops him to one knee, and of course the stomp follows that up. And Seth Rollins gets the win. Why does they they just had this match like a couple of weeks ago, and that we had the same ad? You know, outcome. Come on, man. It's got to be something they could do different. And now they done make Ezekiel not as hot. You know? It's like he was actually on to something. I know Kevin Owens getting hurt, you know, kind of derailed their plans and what they wanted to do. But... Still, they could have had him out here beating jobbers and still getting wins and being 
that's a lot, a lot, and I'll talk about that in the moment segment about what they could have been doing instead of just having everybody wrestle each other. And we talk about this over and over and over and over again. Right. Because it ain't like they got the roster they had before. Right. All right, the Usos want Amos to wreck Moe's boy, Angela Dawkins, later tonight. That's when Judgment Day promises to destroy Ray Mysterio Jr. once and for all next week on the 20th anniversary of Ray Mysterio's WWE debut. That's the square garden. They out here putting Ray Mysterio through all of this. He should be treated as a legend, not as an also-ran. A, right, a jobber, a, 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 a somebody to get Finn Balor and Damian Priest over on Monday Night Raw. It's not even a pay per view. <laughs> it's a damn shame. Damn shame, Holly. Holly, do these legends. Next up, we got Angelo Dawkins, okay. Mo Meltzer endorsed versus almost. Almost misses a running boot in the corner and some stinger splashes rock him again. Uh, that's when MVP trips Dawkins up, and that is a DQ. So Adam Pierce comes out, and he channels his inner Teddy Long, and he makes this a straight-up tag team match player because yeah. it's the Street Profits versus MVP and Amos. Everything breaks down, and MVP is thrown into the Usos, who are sitting at ringside. Double super kicks drop almost and Ford's fog splash gets only a one count. The shocked Ford goes up again, but the Usos shove him off the top rope. And that's another disqualification. So the Street Profits are your winners. After the match, the Usos beat down the Street Profits. And then they serve him up to Amos for the double choke slam. Yes, they did. Boy, that's some lazy booking right there. Why couldn't we just have a straight up tag team match from the beginning? I guess MVP couldn't go 10 minutes, I guess. Yeah, well, he couldn't, so you know how it goes. <sighs> Man, this was, this was like, oh, what a waste of television time to give me two back to back disqualifications. Uh huh. That's right. Hey, Veer Mahan, remember him? <laughs> Took him forever to get to Monday Night Raw. He showed up a couple of times, but he's been put on the back burner. But he interrupts the interview. He says, boo. He laughs and then leaves. The interviewer's like, okay then. And then the Miz comes in for his scheduled interview time and thinks Veer Mahan likes the interviewer. With that out of the way, Miz is ready to make amends with Logan Paul so they can win the Raw Tag Team titles. Well, the Tag Team titles at this point because they're unified. Otherwise, Paul will become Miz's enemy and that will make things even worse. So wait, time out. Yes, sir. So going back to um, Bia. Okay. So apparently... There's a teaser with a wrong match between him and Sarah Shriver. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
can see how up. tight my face is right now. <laughs> all that build up. All that those big vignettes saying he's coming soon to Raw. Only to have him you know, squat beat get you know, um beat the Mysterios. And now in a prior love triangle with Sarah Schreiber. So hold on, here's here's a question for you though. What would be the better um what would be the better love the love love the um love story or wrestling? Sarah and Mia or Shanky and um oh. um Samantha Irvin? Samantha, yeah. Oh, on the strength. Samantha Irvin and Shanky. <laughs> Come on now. You know who we represent. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just saying. You're trying to, you're trying, see, you're trying to, you think you're trying to trap me, huh? I'm trying to see what you was going. Mm-hmm. I just want to let it be at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, this is, oh my gosh. I hope this is not. But, and Miz was like, and Miz was like, I think he likes you. <laughs> but, you know, Mel, Mel, Mel Meltzer, you know, you rarely miss, so. I guess I'll be looking at Veer Mahan trying to put the moves on Sherry Schreiber. Okay. Austin Theory talks about how he's going to cash in the Money in the Bank briefcase at SummerSlam after what Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar do to each other in their last man standing match. Um, I don't like the way that they got Austin Theory out here representing this briefcase at the moment but anyway we see Lesnar smashing American Alpha last week before Theory talks about how everyone doesn't like him it's all jealousy including from Dolph Ziggler which is why he came back last week AJ Styles comes out to say people don't like Theory because he's a jackass Theory asked what Styles was doing at 24 and wonders how many Georgia farm boys he had to hit with the phenomenal forearm Styles is ready to beat some respect into him and here's Dolph Ziggler coming out the ringside to watch so Theory versus AJ Styles. The calf crusher sends Theory bailing into the ropes and they head to the outside. Theory drops AJ face first into the announcer's table. Theory then sends AJ back inside where Styles bumps into the referee and that allows Ziggler to hit a super kick for the count out win for AJ Styles. Why didn't they have Dolph Ziggler talk? Didn't even need no match. Nope. For real, for real, Dolph Ziggler should have let off Monday Night Raw. And they did this thing with Theory right off the break. But they don't be doing their thing like that, so. Yeah, this was, again, a nothing happening match right here. Count out victory for AJ Styles. We get a long video package on Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair from last year's SummerSlam to this year's WrestleMania. Next up, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, and Dana Brooke versus... Hold on. Hold on. Yes, sir. That package, though. What package? Oh, oh, the video package. The long package? Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I was gonna say, what you think about it? They showed the whole. It's very well done and showed the the. It was very comprehensive. Yeah, they um, they they like their video packages are top notch. Oh yeah, I was about to say, you know, their production team is 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 on point, man. If they could make the stunner that Vince took look credible through the power <laughs> of modern editing, you know they some beasts, right? Because we all know that in real time, that thing was god awful. We we saw that it was like, what the hell? <laughs> I mean, we was I mean, we watched that in real time and was like, did that really happen? It's terrible. So Alexa Bliss and Oscar um, and Dana Brooke, like I said, taking on Tamina, Nikki Ash, and Dewdrop. Oscar and Nikki start, but hang on because Akira Tozawa. Nikki, Alexa, Dewdrop, Tamina, and Dana Brooke all need to win the 24-7 title in the midst of this match. Well, since we're now back to the match, none of the falls counted in the six-women tag match. That allows Asuka to apply the Asuka lock to Nikki, and they get the win. They get tapped out ASAP. Man, it's the Asuka lock. Mostly everybody taps out ASAP. <laughs> She put me in, and I'm tapping out, too. <laughs> uh, the Mysterios say they aren't worried about Judgment Day next week. Then we see Miz winning the MLB Celebrity Softball All-Star Game MVP. Yes. Now it's time for me. So he goes out there and oh, Miz is trying hard. Uh, if you don't think the Miz is out there not try, isn't trying hard, then you got another thing coming, homie. He is trying hard. He's, I told you, he's that guy. As a uh, from the uh, Hot Fire Starters would say, he he is a pressed ass dude. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Hot Fire Starters, man, your favorite podcasters podcast. You taking any more? Always. Okay, just making sure. Always. <laughs> uh, so Logan Paul comes out. He gets straight to the point and asks Miz if he is accepting his challenge for a match at SummerSlam. Miz shows us a clip of them winning at WrestleMania, but Paul is like, man, rolled the rest of the clip where Miz turned on me. Miz called it a teachable moment. That's Andre Chase's gimmick. He needs to file a claim. He, he needs to show up, bring Chase through the Raw, and step to um, uh, Miz. That's right. That's right. Or at least, at least file his claim, though. Gimmick infringement. That ain't right. So, Paul still wants an answer to the challenge. We hear about Miz's successes, and he says, Paul can't do what he has done after all these years. Paul says he's been the underdog for all of his life and brags about his social media career. Miz still says no, so Paul threatens him with his own talk show next week and calls Miz out for having tiny testicles. Well, that's too far for the Miz. Who opens his shirt to reveal a shirt that says, My balls are massive. massive. Okay. Million dollar question, Moto to underscore Reese. This age and stage of your life, it's Friday night. You're hanging out with the boys or whatever. Y'all just having a night out. You're going to maybe go to a bar here, to, you know, go out to eat at a restaurant there. Would you rock that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no no doubt I would 
Those shirts like that keep get the conversation rolling. <laughs> <laughs> so you you're here for the the action, huh? Yeah. Okay. All right. Just making sure. Mia says he is down for the SummerSlam challenge, and the fight is on. Well, that's when Tommaso Ciampa runs in to help the Miz. Paul kicks his way out, and he bails to send us to Miz, ranting about how Paul isn't getting away with this, and that is how Monday Night Raw ends. Yep. At least Logan Paul won't know fool and stick around to let Ciampa beat the daylights out of him. Right. Because Ciampa might have actually hit him with a couple of live rounds just to be like, welcome to the business, kid. Think you tough? Mm. Here, take that. He definitely will try to get Logan Paul over the face, and it's not going to work. Man, not going to work. Vince can pull all the strings he wants to. This thing here is DOA, man. There's no way they're going to get Logan Paul over his new face. That is dead in the water. They can kiss that goodbye. Don't see that happening at all. Uh, a very subpar episode of Monday Night Raw. I mean, the most notable, noteworthy talking point out of it is definitely the beginning opening with Titus O'Neil coming out here putting up the shield over events in the company uh, with that opening promo and uh, really kind of, you know, shutting all of the, you know, what's been going on the last three years in the country and in the world, just shutting all that out and being like, oh no, we don't talk about that stuff here. Oh, it's everywhere. But, you know, go look back at your history of your programming, you always been about it. The controversy, but okay. Um, there's too much talking, not enough wrestling, and uh, yeah. That, that, that's, that's what you pointed out. That's what you pointed out. You said they talk, they talk too much. Yeah. Now I like promos, but not these drawn out promos like this, where they like if you're gonna do a promo, do it before or after you wrestle somebody where you talk about a specific opponent that you haven't wrestled in yet mm-hmm. <laughs> and what you're going to do to them and how you know what your intentions are and so forth and so on like why do they try to reinvent the wheel why do they think people's attention spans are so short it's not if you got good programming and good content people will stick with you Yep. People have short attention spans for both. <laughs> and that's what WWE is constantly brokering at this point in time. But somebody who's never brokering any boogie bullshit, any BS, none other than Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese. It is time for the Mo Meltzer News segment. <sighs> Mo Mouts a new segment. Um, so, 
first things first. Um, rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Um, <laughs> so, um, this looks like, according to Fightful, you know, Sean Rice, Sean Ross said, and mm-hmm. uh, they're saying that um, they got word that Kenny Omega is never returned. So, I guess close to the fall. We're going to be hearing them, uh, them trumpets blowing from the uh, AZ tune. I'm back. That was uh, one of the uh, things I learned how to play when I was in band. Real fun. <laughs> so, um, just be prepared for that. They don't know how to compete, but they think that's about. I think it hasn't came up to what, like, plans of, like, um, how you get figured in and everything. But, supposed to be the trios, um, I guess the trios um, storyline with him and the Bucks. So, for you Kenny Omega fans, you know, not for that. Mm-hmm. Um, one second, congratulations to Angel Garza. Um, he and his wife had, I think, they had um, a new baby girl added to their family. Nice. Guess so he can't be going like, around doing the kiss cam no more, huh? Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> And we still haven't figured out who that black girl was. Oh, no, we have not. We're, we're still searching. Yes. Um, Rick Flair's latest match. Last match. Mm-hmm. It was announced that it will be Rick Flair and his son-in-law on Friday El Idolo taking on the team of Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Well, I'm glad Jay Lethal got a chance to be a part of it since it was him that kind of got the ball rolling anyway. Right. So, tip of the cap to Conrad and everybody behind that for that. But what about this other Jeff Jarrett stuff, though? Oh, him attacking him and um, legal attacking Flair? Mm-hmm. Even him bloody? Mm-hmm. That's uh, Flavor Blade. Hey, man. Gotta do it. It's the nature boy. Yes. Come on the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> um, hopefully, man, everything goes well with that. And, you know, the moment is what everybody came to see, and they can pull it off without, you know, any major injuries or medical concerns. Right. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that. Um, Sammy Zane is going to be on the next episode of the Broken Skull Ranch Sessions. Okay, Sammy. Let's see. That should be a good interview. Yeah, yeah. Should be a very good interview. Yeah. Um, apparently, WWE creative is unhappy, unhappy with, um, the plans for SummerSlam. Oh gosh. How they eat well, I was about to say how they even know the plans for SummerSlam, but yeah. Right. Um, uh Sean Mike so Kevin Nash was on his um click this podcast. 
mm-hmm. AJP to visit the NXT. He said that, you know, he was trying to tell Shawn Michaels to slow it down, but Shawn Michaels said, no fans love spot fest. Mm. That is true. This they do like the more up tempo um style. Right. Like what's to you know they can adapt to it though. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. All right. Um so yeah, so he basically Charles Michaels is saying that you know, fans will definitely be Super Bowl testers, a testers, a testers strap. Like back in the day, it's just like you can tell a story, but I guess you choose not to. Oh, um, Brandy Rhodes hints at she might have an in ring return. That's not what anybody asked for. <laughs> I just want to come out. If, if, if WWE does go to TV 14, we might get Oh, done. gosh. It was open mic night. <laughs> hmm. Man, oh, man. I can see me turn the TV off and saying, nope. After that. No, I can't. Uh, no, that's not good. That is not good. I don't want to see no more Brandy Rhodes anywhere near <laughs> my television screens. Wrestling. So Seth made references to the real life heat between him and Riddle. To and real life the, people uh, of who? Huh? Real life people of who? Real life heat with Riddle. Oh, oh, real life heat was real. Okay, gotcha. So, um, you know, he was yeah, trying basically, to he was talking he was about, about my wife. The stuff was like, yeah, this was his wife at the show. <laughs> yeah, he was talking about um, Becky Lynch, yeah. but Riddle's wife at the time. Mm-hmm. So. You know, so he had said after that man, after that confrontation on Twitter, he said, "I've hated this man for a long time." <laughs> and he talked, and there was another tweet about, I think, um, the King of Summer going to return. Oh, but this is wild. Yeah. Well, you know, Riddle been bar- like we talked about. Uh, Riddle been trying to get beat up by Brock. Goldberg, Seth Rollins, somebody else. For a minute now, so. Yeah, so, you know. This dream. Yeah, so they, they both, I mean, the thing was, really apologize for the comments that were made from his ex-wife to Seth. So he wouldn't apologize for both of them. So, you know, I guess they put the bygones, put the bygones, and bygones. Oh, that's good. I thought um, 
I thought we would have heard something else about, you know, those, some more allegations from Vince. That's the reason why they tried to tie us out there on Monday. Oh, no, no, no. That today it's would have been the day that the bomb would have dropped, but no, wasn't today. No. All right. Um, real, oh, um, Sasha and Bailey was hanging out at a concert. Yeah, I saw the pig. Yeah, so. I saw the pig. So, um, let's do main event. All right, what you got? Tazawa versus Reggie. Damn, Tazawa on that shit every week. <laughs> and Alpha Academy versus Ali, Lucifer Ali, and Cedric Alexander. When the strength of the tag team match, I will watch that. Okay. But damn, Alpha Academy then got dropped down to yeah. main event. That's a damn shame. All right. Level up, we got Thea Hall versus um, Brooklyn Ballo. Oh, yeah. You know we're here for Thea Hall. Thea here. <laughs> Ryson Montana versus Brew Thing. And Duke Hudson versus Hank Walker. Uh, we were watching Thea Hale, and then we we going to wrap it on up. Does that count? <laughs> That counts. Okay. Um, that's oh, want to say about so WWE creative was, is unhappy about SummerSlam, and they were saying it seemed like a lot of the like matches were, were like the bills were like repeats and everything, and it's just like y'all doing the same thing over and over again. You know, can't expect people just be happy with nothing fresh. Nothing fresh, yeah. That's our last out, National League. You're, you're an American League guy, right? Yes. And they all just got We got the one last out. Yes, yeah, so they're really not too happy with SummerSlam, how it's coming together and everything. But I wouldn't be, you know. You know, once they get it out there, they'll perform. Yeah. They'll execute, and it'll be, you know, it'll 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 exceed the build just like Forbidden Door did, because the build for Forbidden Door wasn't that great, but people remember the pay per view. The pay per view, they'll be like, oh, it was great. Oh, he still got the side game over. Mm-hmm. Got the he got the gas face too, boy. Hey, ooh. Um, that's all I got. Hmm. All I got. Light, 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 light. Time in professional wrestling news right now. People laying low this summer. I guess people are taking vacations or whatnot. Getting ready for this, you know stretch from September to December where really people put a lot of work in. Yep. Because there ain't a lot of holidays in between there. Mm-hmm. Like, they done, re- they done made Juneteenth a federal holiday? Oh, man. They done messed up because now you get a break in between July 4th and uh, 4th of July that we ain't never had before. I was like, oh, okay. I, I like this. And 
this is a this was this is you know this is unexpected, but you know any day off I get paid for, hey, we'll take it. We will take it. <laughs> take it and run with it. <laughs> um, like we said, the big news coming out of SmackDown: Jeff Jarrett being named the special guest referee. Uh, Liv Morgan and Natalia need to never wrestle another match together. Uh, from the, the Sacramento match to what happened on the end. Yeah, yeah, they they just they have zero chemistry, and uh, yeah, they could have some real beef backstage if they were to like continue having a program. So let's get that out of the way. You know, what you think about the new day doing the Viking Raiders cosplay? Very entertaining, but you know the Viking Raiders still the monsters. But them and Shanky uh, and Gender dispatched up. They tried to get Gender to dance, but Gender wasn't feeling it. Then was like, I ain't going to sit and then Shanky was sitting there doing his little thing. Uh, Buxton won the MVP. Hey. Oh man, Miss V. Shout out to her. That's gonna be pretty cool. Um, let's see what else happened on SmackDown and Note. Um, Big Scene Dupree will they debut next week? Yeah, yeah, we're getting a, a, a the sister of Max Dupree coming to us this week. Um, Madcap Moss and Theory they had a a, a match. Um, who was that who got involved with uh in that match? Um. Damn, I can't even think back to just Friday. But yeah, Mad Cat Moss ended up getting the best of theory. Uh, it was supposed to be like 18 minutes between the entrances of the match beginning. Right. Make him stand out there like an idiot. Like, what are we doing, folks? What are we doing? Um. Oh, we got. I got to talk to you about this, and I will expand a little bit later on this uh, this week. The 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 glorious ones as we swerved in their glory this oh, past God. week. We didn't oh, think yeah. it was gonna happen. We didn't think it was gonna happen. Right. We. I didn't think. It was, I didn't. I didn't think it was gonna happen. But <laughs> it happened. It but happened. I think, but I still say it should have went to Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs first. Yes, I know Powerhouse Hobbs and I have a one-sided beef. <laughs> uh, I'd, rather, I'd rather him see him win because they they like, you know, been there for longer than, you know, Swerve and Keith Lee. And, I'm not hating them. We have a black tag team champion, so I'm good with that. And if you and if you're confused on what side the beef is on, it is Powerhouse Hobbs wants to put foot in Mo to the underscore Reese's ass. <laughs> That was a classic day in Twitter WrestleCast history. Yeah. I didn't even know he had responded. No, I didn't know he responded until Simi said at the end of the episode, stop uh, picking fights with Powerhouse Hobbs. I'm like, what's Simi talking about? <laughs> I go, oh, I did not see that. <laughs> uh, see? And you'd be talking about, I don't know what I did to get blocked by Naomi. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I know, I don't 
know what I did to get blocked by Naomi. But like I, like I tell, like, Kwame trying to be funny and Kwame sent you off and trying to be funny and everything. I'm like, I can see her Instagram, you know, very clearly. So I don't... You don't be tripping? I don't be tripping. I say, y'all should trip about you know, tweets and everything. I'm like, okay, I can go to her IG and see her. So... Did you, did, you take a, did you take a trip around the block of the uh, NXT TikToks and Instagrams I sent you last week? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, don't miss. Mm-hmm. And on that note, shout out, Jupiter Jujula. All right, man. <laughs> All right, underscore Reese. At this point in time, man, we'll wrap it on up. And uh, you can give us your shout outs and thank yous, and we'll close out the show. All right, so shout out to you, Dawn. Another episode, shout out to uh, Miss Jane and Semi, uh, Terry's boy, Anwar. Uh, shout out to um, Our Spaces crew, Black Howard, Black Marvel, uh, Billy, Khaled Ray. Shout out to you, Julie Judah, once again, Miss V. Shout out to Madame Lizette. Um, shout out to just everybody. Shout out to American League for winning their ninth All Star game on the nine game winning streak. That's a damn shame. It is. Damn, National League. You got nobody that can. At least we've won a couple World Series, though. So I guess that kind of evens things out. Y'all can have the All-Star games as long as we can get a few World Series here and there. Right. Real quick. Um, I know you were spared on this when you talked to Sydney. On a scale of 1 to 10, um, 1 being, um, 1 being, you know, eh, whatever, 10 being on Medusa's level, how disrespectful oh. did they drop the chord? Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. That's about a seven. It's pretty high. Because, oh. Because now, I, 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 I can't, no, I won't go into it. But, yeah, it's about a seven. I'll just answer your question, and I'll leave it at that. And you guys check us out on the NST cast, and we'll get all into that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that'll be the teaser. Yeah, Dawn was was quite upset when you saw that play out. Mm. And I was like, mm. Mm, mm. Definitely, they definitely doing doing a call back to that. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, we'll have a lot more on that on the NXT cast uh, later this week. So check out uh, me and Miss Simi uh, as we do that podcast each and every week. Uh, shout out to Miss J to the Mac. Shout out to my man Mo to the underscore Reese right here joining me each and every week here on the Rawcast. Continue to use the hashtag Rawcast each and every Monday night to share your commentary with color with us either through our Twitter spaces or in our live tweet. Uh, shout out to the whole CSPN family. Shout out to the guys over at the Comic Book Chronicles. Shout out to Anwar and Terry's boy. I know they're watching that G1. Hey man, I- I'm trying my best. Well, I may actually, you know, dust off the old cast of strong style for an wow. episode it's been a minute yeah but I, I'm gonna I'm give it the old college try man I'm gonna get in here and grind it out and we'll talk about some good matches 
uh, that take place uh, throughout the tournament. So, um, just shout out to all the gorgeous ladies of the WrestleCast. We couldn't do it without y'all's support. We definitely appreciate everybody who rocks with us in the hashtags, Twitter spaces on Twitter. Follow at the at WrestleCast uh, to see us on Twitter. Um, support the podcast by becoming a patron over on patreon.com forward slash CSPN media. You can hear me and Miss Simi break down AEW Dynamite each and every week. Also, me and Mojo the underscore recent, all the co hosts are before and after podcast conversations. So it's always some, something fresh over on the Patreon page. You can also support us through uh, buying things from our sponsors off of our webpage at cspn.us. Click on the tab that says keep our podcast free at the top of the page. Do some shopping at Amazon and some of your purchases will come back to the podcast to keep things running smoothly each and every week. So for my, yes, so for my co-host, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese, I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and this has been The Rawcast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. When the big time Bex Express becomes unhinged, she cannot be stopped. And that is why when Oscar tried to derail me, I didn't just turn into a complain train. No, 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 I rolled right over her. And when the train is coming, it stops for nobody. No, no, no. Everybody stops for the train, just like I stopped five women on my way to money in the bank. You can do whatever it is that you want to do to try to take the focus off of me and put it on you, but this is not the Becky Lynch WrestleMania comeback story. No. Yes, it is. No, no, no. See, no, this is the Bianca Belair comeback story from last year's SummerSlam. Because losing that title to you in 26 seconds was one of the most lowest moments in my career. See, you shocked everybody with your little comeback that nobody expected. I mean, you showed up, you surprised me, you challenged me right there on the spot. But ever since that moment, I vowed to myself that I was going to look at every single opportunity as a chance to redeem my reputation. But look at us now. Oh boy, look at us now. A whole year later. And I am proud to say that I did just convenient that you got distracted by Becky here and you couldn't get into the ring in time to beat the count. Or maybe, maybe it's because little EST right here realized that she was outmatched and she had to take a little shortcut. Maybe, I don't know. It doesn't matter because tonight, if you just so happen to get count out again, not only will Mella be money, she'll be your new Raw Women oh, Champion. Girl, girl, girl. That's right. Girl. Uh-uh, uh-uh. No, no, no. You know what? No, no, no. I am sick and tired of hearing all this talking. You know what? It's time for everybody to remember why I'm the strongest, the fastest, the roughest, the toughest, the quickest, the greatest. Whoa.